Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, both big and small. I'm Biz. I'm Emily, and today we are going to talk about minimalism, but specifically uh, we're going to talk about the film created by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan uh, Nicodemus. Nicodemus, basically talking about less is now. Which is the name of the documentary, Less is Now. Yes. Yes. And so we're going to talk a little bit about this. I don't think from probably from what we're going to discuss, I don't think that you really need maybe to specifically have watched the documentary, but it is available on Netflix and you can check it out. But before you do, or if you've already seen it, what were your thoughts on it? How do you feel? Well, tell us. I I <laughs> didn't find it all that motivating, honestly. I I have to say it's mostly because it was more of a biography than the benefits of minimalism in general to most people. It was very specific to them, and that's fine, but I've followed them for long enough now that I've heard the story a million times. So it was mm. kind of like I was waiting for the the background story to end and for them to get more into the minimalism itself and talk about that. Okay, yeah. And and see, as where me, I'm kind of on the flip side. I had never followed these guys before. This was kind of the first time that I had even heard about them was when I watched this film. So I did think it was interesting, but you're right. It wasn't, it wasn't like a guide on how to do minimalism. It was more about like what inspired their journeys and what made them become minimalists and kind of how they're really their business formed, right? Because this is this is really essentially kind of a business for them where they teach minimalism and help people live meaningful lives with less. That's yeah. a direct quote from their website. <laughs> it's it's more yeah. like because Joshua was minimalist before he did it for a living. I think mm -hmm. Ryan kind of came on board and then bam, they decided to turn it into something. But Joshua was living the minimalist lifestyle beforehand and doing what he loved, which was writing, mm -hmm. before the minimalists came to be and started sharing their story with the world. There was a story to tell before they started telling it. Right. Okay, so what's your butt then? Yeah, I wish they had given people more of a... Not, I don't know if a, a how-to is how I would have gone with it, but more excitement to get going themselves. Right. Well, I, I did think, actually, one of the things that I liked about the film, and for me, I thought it was a really interesting look on, like, they talk about this a lot, but the, the cultural expectations and kind of, like, the idea of the rat race and how, I believe it was Ryan, was kind of living what we think of as, like, the American dream, right? Like he had a really high level paying job. They were both in sales, actually, I believe. They were like very successful in terms of how in society we kind of generate that tagline, but they didn't really feel successful. And then they were kind of recognizing that like areas in right. their life were lacking. And so I found that really interesting. Which is kind of the entire point of minimalism is that there mm -hmm. is no, if I only had blank, I would be happy. Right. And that is what they discovered, that there is no blank. Mm -hmm. There is no thing that's going to make you happy. 
Right. And obviously it was talking a lot about their own personal journeys and kind of how they figured that out. And so for me, I thought that that was like that I thought was really interesting and would I think be applicable to a majority of the Netflix audience. Whereas I think maybe for us specifically, you know, we're looking like we watch this film because it's kind of, you know, preaching to the choir. We are interested in this and like developing more. But I do think it's like kind of a higher level introduction to. That's true. I mean, you and I already kind of live the minimalist life. Mm -hmm. I think I label myself that way a bit more even though I think you're tidier mm-hmm. than I am. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it, you're totally right because I would never classify myself, I guess, as a minimalist per se. But yeah, I, I mean, it's really just a title. But we're also both very selective of what we bring into our lives already, mm-hmm. right? And we don't want a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. which is basically yeah, we don't, yeah, the Yeah, we don't have excess, Right. The idea of this excess. So, yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. And I mean, what I took away from it was like, do what makes you actually happy and what fills your cup up, not necessarily what you think like society expects of you. So I thought that that was like an interesting lesson from the film that I wasn't necessarily expecting. I thought that it would, yeah, more be about like, get rid of all your stuff, (laughs) which in a way it was. I did like that they talked about social expectation Mm -hmm. because- it's true. We we kind of grasp at these higher paying jobs and these bigger cars and houses and mm-hmm. because we desire the desire of others. And right. we think that being rich and fancy and having lots of money is going to do that. Yeah. And we're influenced by the society around us, which is very interesting. And then they discovered like head on that the less they had, the happier they were. Mm-hmm. Which I think is also like that mindset shift, I think is really powerful. I'm like still working on like, I think that it's not something that you'll ever be like, yep, this is perfect and easy and whatever, or at least maybe not for me. But I thought that it was really interesting talking about, you know, like social media and how that impacts your idea of success and these items or the stuff that we have kind of defines our success and we're influenced by social media around us and, you know, what we think our friends have or what we think other people have. And we're always kind of constantly comparing ourselves. And so I thought that that was really interesting as well to really just try and like step back from that, step back from the marketing and, you know, all of these really ingenious kind of tools that have been used to tell us that we're not enough in order to make us buy more or do more or all of these things. But that's that's not really what's actually going to make people happy. So I thought that that was a part of the film that I wasn't I wasn't expecting and I thought that it was interesting to to think about. I did find it interesting from the perspective of a budget nerd that mm-hmm. the more money they made, <laughs> the more debt they had. Yeah, or the the more they spent, right? Yeah, well, but that's the thing yeah. is it diverged in both directions. Mm-hmm. It's they had more money, so they weren't actually more financially secure. Because they just spent more. Mm -hmm. And I found it really interesting that it wasn't until they didn't have that big paycheck anymore that they started going in the direction of being out of debt as well. Yeah. And like prioritizing, right? Because of the basic mindset shift altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I think, to be honest, even even for me personally, like when I was a student, um, like in my early 20s, 
<laughs> me and my sister, not Marianne, but my other sister, have talked about this a lot about how we remember that we would get money in the bank and we would like go on a trip. And when I say money in the bank, I mean like, I don't know, if we had saved up like $2,000, like w travel was something that was really important to us. And so now thinking about that and how I was a student and I scrimped and I saved and I, um, yeah, I just lived a very different lifestyle. And now, you know, working a full-time job that it, it's interesting just to think about how even in my own life that those principles of, yeah, like marketing and like, I guess kind of the idea that because you have the resources, then you can buy more. And not necessarily saying that my entire like ideologies have changed since I was a student, but I definitely do recognize that I have, I guess, maybe been a little bit more liberal with my dollars because I, I guess I have that luxury. Like it's a luxury in a way, but then thinking about like, oh, I could totally, if I had to, I could totally live off of like, I don't know, the $15,000 a year or something that I used to live off of. Like... <laughs> Like, just thinking about that, right? That even within the last, you know, six years of my life or whatever, yeah, like, things have changed. And then recognizing that, like, oh, why? Why is that? And just reflecting on that. Yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. definitely part of that, bringing that together, the the minimalism and the money in the bank, it, it kind of ties together through being intentional, mm -hmm. right? Being intentional with what you bring into your life physically and being intentional with where your money goes. And yeah. I think those that mind shift coming together made it more comfortable for them to live with less money and less things. Mm -hmm. And they had more meaning in the things that they did have. Yeah, like I think about the idea. So I, <laughs> I still, I do have a car and, you know, I still drive like the car that I had when I was in university that I've had forever. And it's like a 2004 and, you know, like it's, it's totally fine. I'm not gonna lie. It might be like starting to be on its last legs because it has like almost 300,000 kilometers on it. Anyways, but like... <laughs> I am probably one of the last people that I know who still has, you know, who's around my age, who's a working middle class person who still has a car that's like old or that, you know, they had when they were in university. Like I would say that that shift, like I knew friends who as soon as they graduated from either high school or university and started working consistently, that was like the first thing that they did was buy a new vehicle. Yeah. I can tell you that if I lived by myself, I would just not have one. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's interesting to just think about, yeah, being in this, I guess, rat race, right? And chasing this, like, this thing. And I'm not trying to pump my own tires or anything, but I'm just, you know, I, the vehicle that I have is totally fine and totally sufficient. And, like, there's literally nothing wrong with it except for that, yeah, maybe, like, the appearance isn't always the nicest, so I think that, yeah, like it's really easy and we're placed in a society right now where it's really easy to spend money without thinking about it or like really try and get pushed into that societal expectation realm without even really having to think twice about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And be influenced by those we live with. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and honestly, to be influenced even by like things subconsciously, like I think about social media and how much that impacts. Ugh, yeah. Impacts media. what we think about. Yeah. Oh, and, social media. You know, follow us on Instagram. Oh, social media. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like as someone who, you know, I, 
I'm not gonna lie, like social media, it is something that I kind of really struggle with because it is this like really, really cool opportunity to connect with all of these different people. But at the same time, yeah, I guess the more that I learn about social media, the more that I realize that it's like mostly just about marketing. (laughs) And it's like a really great marketing tool. But like, is it actually... Yeah, but that's the thing is, is as it becomes more of a marketing tool, it's less interesting to be on as the consumer. (laughs) But anyway, we digress. Right. But there's like, there's a, there's a flexibility there anyways. But I thought, I thought that that was really interesting talking about the rat race. Yeah. So what are some other things that you found interesting about the film? I, okay. So it being more of a biography than anything, I did Mm -hmm. actually enjoy that they showed the very different ways that they mm-hmm. they made the transition because Joshua made the transition very slowly over a period of time, whereas mm-hmm. he sort of was like, I'm going to be more intentional and, hey, I'm looking at this thing. It's not bringing me joy anymore, so I'm going to get rid of it. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. going over here. Oh, hey, look at this drawer over here. I'm going to do this with this drawer. He did it little bits at a time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ryan, if you remember from the film, he literally packed Every single thing in his house (laughs) in one day into boxes and then anything that he didn't unpack to use within three weeks. Within three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Was gone. Which, okay, so first of all, this is just my own opinion, but I'm like, you've got to be crazy to do, to literally force yourself to basically move without moving because as someone who has moved a lot in their life, like it is one of my least favorite activities, but I, I, I think I, it's a cool idea. I think idea. it was shortly after his divorce too, oh, okay. so it was... Um, okay, well, that wasn't in the film. <laughs> Anyways, I was I was left thinking like what this is mostly because I just moved. Well, when I say just, I mean I moved like last spring. So yeah, I was gonna say like a been, year ago. So this would have been like six months ago, I guess now. But I am planning on moving hopefully again soon in the short term. And so moving, it is an excellent, an excellent way to go through your stuff because yeah, you like are ruthless with your stuff. Like I went through so much stuff and was like, why do I have, (laughs) why do I have these like kindergarten half filled out books that I don't care about? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways. When I first moved to Edmonton six years ago, Mm -hmm. I moved four times that year. And four times. Four times I moved in that year. And in that process. Do you have anything left? (laughs) By the time I settled into the place, which I'm in now and still have been for the last five (gasps) years now. And now you haven't moved for six years or for five years. Well, yeah, over five years. But (laughs) when I first moved here into this place, I had my sewing machine, a very humble amount of fabric, and my Mm -hmm. clothes. And like I had to go and get one fork, one spoon, one dish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even have a stove when I moved in here. There was no stove in this place. <laughs> yeah. So like just, yeah, very, very It was different. really funny because the only furniture I had was a bed that I didn't own. It was, I was borrowing it. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only furniture I had in the house. It was literally the only furniture. I sat on the edge of the bed to use my sewing machine. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a couch. I didn't have a TV. I didn't have anything. I had nothing when I moved here. It was funny because it was shortly after that that my husband moved in with me. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, but if I'm going to move in, 
we need a stove and more than one fork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think fair. that that's like a pretty reasonable, <laughs> that, that, reasonable that's thing. Fair. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I totally agree that like boxing up your stuff and going through it all. I also think that that's like a very intense process. And I just like... It would be a lot of work. Like, I, I I, don't know if I would necessarily recommend people doing that. What I would recommend personally is maybe, like, going room by room and, like, you know, going through things and organizing things just because it, it shouldn't be, I guess, maybe, like, overwhelming. Um, or at least I find that when I'm, like, going through everything that I can get overwhelmed. But anyways, I also thought that it was interesting that he's like, I'm going to get rid of everything that I don't use within three weeks. And this kind of struck a chord with me a little bit because I'm like, there are lots of very useful things in my home that I don't use. Only a three-week three week period. period. Yeah. yeah. Especially because we have different seasons here in Canada. Yeah. Like, I know that they live in California, but I'm like, yeah, like, there are things that I don't use in a three-week period. Or For sure. in I like mean, a in a six-month like, period. Because Christmas decorations aside, there's like camping yeah. equipment during the summer and mm-hmm. there's maybe snowshoes in the winter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... That sort of thing. So I would say if you don't use it in one year, definitely get rid of it. Like if you don't mm-hmm. use it in an entire year, why do you have it? Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I like that. I agree with that. Um, one of my favorite things to do also is when I did this actually when I moved as well is that every, yeah, like every year, let's say on like January 1st or whatever day that you pick, turn all of your closet, um, your clothes hangers, like reverse so that the hook is facing like a the different direction. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, you so have to, like, instead hook it of from hooking, behind instead of yeah, in front. you have yeah. to like reverse hook it and then yeah, then get rid of the clothes that you don't wear within a year. And if you're one of those people who have your hooks going both directions, what's wrong? With yeah, you? you're crazy. <laughs> crazy people out there. You're, you're not crazy, <laughs> but. I'm just, I'm, might be I'm a little pretty, bit OCD. Just, I'm just pretty type A. So, I mean, you guys do whatever works for you. But I found that that worked really well for me. Because um, I also, I definitely have this thing, like, I do find it hard to get rid of stuff, especially sentimental stuff. We've talked about this before. But I also find it hard to get rid of stuff when I, like, can see it. So, for example... Yeah, after Christmas, I kind of like went through a bunch of stuff and I had way too many decorations and whatever. And so I did decide to like, you know, take some of my some of my stuff and some of my clothes to Goodwill. So I kind of did like a I mean, this is like in the midst of COVID and me not being able to celebrate Christmas with my family, which I usually do. So I was on a bit of like a power cleaning spree anyways and so i had this i had a cardboard box like filled with my goodwill stuff that i was like yeah this is i'm gonna take this to goodwill i had i don't know if you guys know what a whirly pop is do you know what that is it sounds like candy it no well it's it's like so basically what it is is it's like a special pot to make popcorn in it Which I know seems sounds ridiculous, but basically it's just a pot that you put on the stove, but it has like a handle that has a crank on it. It's got like two flaps on it. Yeah, and the crank. Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, and so then you like you spin you spin the crank and then the popcorn doesn't burn and it does work really well. But anyways, I had this whirly pop. I had actually gotten it from a thrift store and been like, oh my god, I'm totally gonna use this. Anyways, and so got this whirly pop and 
And I do eat a lot of popcorn. Like it's something. It's one of yeah, my favorite foods. Yeah, that's my replacement for chips, so that I don't create all the chip bag garbage. Yeah, big big fan of popcorn. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but so I I was like, you know what? I don't even need this. This is like, this is something. It only has one function. Do I really need this? Like, I can just make popcorn in a pot. And my cardboard box that I was taking to Goodwill was pretty full. So I like had this on top and I was like, I'm just going to donate this again. Like someone will use it. It's like a really, oh, it's you like didn't a good thing to box. have. <gasps> you didn't, didn't close, close the, the box. box. <laughs> What's in the box? You, Sorry. <laughs> you made a mistake. You didn't close the box. So and then you were like, yeah. oh, but I really and do then like I that looked, whirly pop. Then I looked at that whirly pop like every day. For two weeks while that box sat while I like no, you know you was lazy. No, you always close the box. <laughs> so guess who still has the whirly pop? <laughs> I do. Okay, popcorn. I did. Popcorn is great. You know what? You know what? I did. Oh, this is like so against minimalism, um, and like whatever. But I, I did use it, and I was like, oh, this is better than using a pot. <laughs> like <laughs> my popcorn doesn't burn, and I does was it, like, Duh! does it bring value yeah. to your life? You know what? I do eat a lot of popcorn. So right. like I, I have think a, it does. Like, an air like I make popcorn. Oh yeah. See, and I make popcorn like at least once a week. Yeah, I at least once a week. Yeah. As yeah. a as a minimum, as a rule. Right. And so I'm kind of like, maybe this is just one of those things that like this is why I can't consider myself a minimalist, guys, because of the whirly pop. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You're getting no 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 no. Okay. Uh, Being a minimalist means that what you have, everything that you have, brings some sort of value to your life. So if mm. you well, enjoy yeah. eating popcorn, having a popcorn maker <laughs> out of the whirly pop, yeah, having the whirly pop is perfectly in line with being a minimalist. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't be so hard on myself. Now, mostly I just I like I'm also not huge on labels like zero waste or minimalism or whatever anyways i mean biz you've seen my house it's not like i have an abundance of stuff i know everything no, no, no. everything you, I, I honestly, have does have a purpose if you, look, <laughs> if you go to emily's house and then you go to my house and then you someone says okay which one's the minimalist you're gonna go emily is <laughs> and i'm like no 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 <laughs> oh but, that's too funny <laughs> but i i like consciously live the lifestyle whereas i think you just subconsciously live the lifestyle yeah, I mean, and it's each their own. But yeah, so I, I thought that, you know, packing up your stuff and, and doing that was really interesting in the film. But I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is not something I would voluntarily do. Now, as a way to get, like, if you decide you're like, I want to try this minimalism thing. I don't mm -hmm. know if they talked about it in the documentary, but the minimalists have the minimalist game. The minimalism okay. game. Do you know about the game? I, I think. Uh, maybe not. I know, like, the challenge, the minimalism challenge. Yeah, I think it's Is the that same what thing. you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Where we'll describe it for our listeners. On any given month, on the first of the month, you get rid of one thing. And then on the second of the month, you get rid of two things. Third of the month, three things, et cetera, et cetera. And mm -hmm. you find somebody to do this with. And so the person you're doing it with also, day one, get rid of one thing, day two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so it and accumulates then, so that by day 30 or the end of the month, you're getting rid of right. like... And so the game yeah. is that whoever makes it the furthest throughout the month without giving up wins. Gets all the stuff. No. Just <laughs> I'm 
just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you okay. both make it through the entire month, then you both. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, and, and okay, I also, I also have an issue with this <laughs> personally because I know that you've done this, right? You've done this. I have done this. Yeah, which I think is great. For me, I'm also just someone who I don't like to have things around. Like, I I don't think I could ever do this challenge for me personally, because to be honest, I would just feel like I would have to be getting rid of stuff that I don't want to get rid of. So that's why I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Which is why, again, I think that you already fall into this category. (laughs) Yeah. Because like you, maybe Emily, you don't need to do the monthly the minimalism get, challenge because like it ends up being about five hundred things by the yeah, end. Yeah. Oh my gosh, which is crazy to it's think about. It's a lot about. of things. Oh. Now that being said, like when I did it, I mostly did it in my sewing room because it's really the only part of the house that is really crowded. And okay. so it was like I'm getting rid of one piece of fabric. Oh, I'm getting rid of this stack of fabric, which is actually 40 pieces. Like, <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I so, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. And the, the thing is that when it came to doing this, like day one, two, three, easy, right? Pick up a thing, get rid of it. Yeah, but then but you're when, on like day nine and then the next day is day 10. Exactly. And so right? when I got to like got into the double digits, it just seems silly to stop. Is like, well, I'm on a roll now. So I'd end up like getting, I, I got rid of like two garbage bags worth of stuff. Mm, and there mm-hmm. was way more than 500 things if you wanted to count each individual little piece that I got rid each of. Each individual item. Mm-hmm. Right? Hmm. But yeah, I just, at some point around, I think, high teens, instead of just continuing on for the rest of the month, I was just like, that's mm-hmm. it. I'm just going through everything. Right? You're like going through it all which is to be honest what i did (laughs) i'm sick of doing this once a day i just want to get it over with and get it all done and it just you get on a roll and then you just roll with it it's true it does feel good to go through your stuff and and i also okay so the other thing that i want to talk about with this it does feel good to like get rid of your things and like say goodbye to your stuff and like release yourself almost i guess i'll say that but at the same time i'm like Oh, I also want to make sure that people aren't just like, oh, I'm going to like get rid of all of this stuff. And now I have room for more stuff. <laughs> right. Like, I think that you know that, what? particularly in the film, wasn't addressed enough to be like, oh, yeah, it's really great to go through all of your things and to organize them. But like, first of all, you need to be responsible in how you're getting rid of them. That's where the mindset shift comes in. Yeah, and then it's not you know, about also, just getting rid of your stuff. It's about being really intentional with what you bring back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was maybe like a little bit um, lacking in the film. It wasn't like like I get that it's a mindset shift and things like that, but they didn't really talk about that. And I guess that I don't know, maybe was a little bit frustrating for me or the fact that really you look at these guys and I'm like they still yes they're minimalist and they don't have a lot of stuff but the stuff that they do have I would say you know was still like quite trendy and like that's okay they're allowed to be trendy like I thought that that was interesting as well no no I'm not saying that they aren't (laughs) (sighs) I'm not saying that they aren't but I think that there's an issue with getting rid of of stuff that you already have to buy new stuff that like all matches Mm. or you know like like that I, I listened to their podcast and they are definitely not 
environmentalists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, so I think like, so that kind of like irked me a little bit as well because I'm like, oh, that's really cool that you like just got rid of all of your like mismatching things or like your couch or whatever and you like replaced it with a really nice couch that you love and enjoy and like has great spi- space in your home. And, you know, I think that there's also maybe like a little bit of lacking there just from my perspective because I'm like very much of the mindset that it makes more sense to like use what you have and use it up and I don't know. I think that there's a balance between make it do or do without or whatever. Yeah, and goes. and I think that there is a balance between like yeah, having you know a space that you enjoy and love and all of this great things, and then like oh, having a space that's all new things that you really like, but you don't have that much of it, so it's okay. You I know, agree with you. like I agree yeah, with you. So I think I also yeah. agree with the concept. Mark from Compost School said this, and it really mm, kind of mm-hmm. resonated with me. Yeah. That, of course, he was relating this to compost. The best compost system is the one you will use. Yeah. That works for you. So if whatever it is in your life, if it's not working for you, okay. As an environmentalist, I would say try to find something used or local or use what you Mm -hmm. have. But if it really doesn't resonate with you to the point where it's not going to bring value to your life that's the decision you have to make (laughs) yeah you don't have to like suffer through like (laughs) which is to be honest something that like i have made myself do in the past (laughs) which like is not is not reasonable yeah but you can you can get value from that you can right you can find value in using something up to the very last drop of the pen that you leave tipped down. Oh, yeah. So that I do. all the ink runs <laughs> to the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But someone else might not, depending on what it well, is. Well, no, everybody, everybody pen, should use pen. The pen is a bad example for the other direction. <laughs> but you're, you're right. If something, if something isn't working for you, like... It's, you know, broken in its function or whatever to you, then that's not serving you the same purpose. And yes, we're going to encourage you to try to find whatever it is that will work for you (laughs) used first if you don't already have it, but also don't suffer for for the sake of it. Yeah. I think you can handle more than you think you can, but don't don't get minimalism and environmentalism burnout Mm -hmm. is where I'm going with that. Yes, good point. Good point. And so do we want to do our wine, cheese, and desserts now? Yes. Okay. What's your wine, cheese, and dessert biz? Okay. So <laughs> if you haven't noticed, it's been a little chilly lately. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're finally out of the polar vortex. <laughs> but during <sighs> during our little cold snap, the there was a pipe that burst at some point on the street Ooh, from, from uh-huh. the cold. And so our water mm-hmm. got shut off for a little while. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I I can live with that. It's easier to do if you have a little more. <laughs> Not warning. ideal. Not ideal. I yeah. get it. Not it's a bummer. The end of the world. But and it's also not like you can go anywhere else because it's COVID. So you can't like shower at the gym or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, you know, you can't be like, oh, hey, neighbor, do you mind if I just like use your bathroom? Like, no. Right. <laughs> it's not but a thing. <laughs> my my wine is that the water came on. Again, and not five minutes later did Epcor show up at my house with four jugs of water in their like cheap, reusable bags 
that say mm-hmm. Epcor on them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can get you dropping off water for us at the beginning of this so that we have water to use. Yeah. But my water a is a little bit of an administration delay, I'm guessing. <laughs> my water is back oh, now. No. And now I have four jugs and two totes that I don't need. Mm, mm-hmm. And you just yeah. like I didn't even by the time I answered the door, the guy was gone. So it's not even oh, yeah, like I could have refused them. I didn't have a choice. Right. They were just there and they were now my problem. Yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt that Upcore was like maybe thinking that well i don't know anyways i'm sure they were that, quite that's happy a bummer. for me to use a bag with their name on it <laughs> yeah yeah it's free marketing right yeah well almost mm-hmm. free i guess they had to pay for the bags at some point but yeah but i was just like ugh, really like this isn't even serving a purpose at this point i can't even yeah i can't even justify it that way anyway yeah. that's my wine that's uh, annoying my cheese well for my cheese i had a pile of minimalism jokes but I gave them all away. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's really good. I like that a lot. And uh, <laughs> my my dessert is Loop is finally in Canada. Do you know what Loop is? Oh my. Okay, I'm so glad that you brought it up because I also was going to talk about this. <laughs> um, and yes, I Loop is, from my understanding, basically a a way of connecting mainstream products and having them in reusable containers Including that will, will ice be available cream. yeah that will be available more widely um so for example like Haagen-Dazs or Colgate or all of these like really popular brands of things that you buy or that you, that you might buy these products but they always come in things that aren't recyclable or hard to dispose of and so yeah, I think that this idea is really cool. So basically, it would be like connected with your grocery store. So you would have to pay a deposit on the containers, but you would just bring the containers back to your grocery store and then like kind of exchange them. Not it's kind of even. like... Is that how they're doing it in Canada? Because that's not how it works in the States. Oh, It's well, like a delivery system and they pick up your box full of your empty containers and take it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but like it, it's it's basically like more of like a mainstream thing. And in, in my mind, it's like it's like the modern milkman. Right? Yeah, it's the modern milkman, but for like like lots of things. I was looking into this a little bit more because you're, you're right in the last. It's very new. It just came to Ontario. it's only in Ontario right now. Yeah, right? so it's yeah. just in Ontario. But it's coming. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'm so obsessed with this idea. I think that it's fantastic. And the thing that's interesting is that the companies themselves are responsible for the containers. So even while you do pay a deposit on it, even if that breaks, the organization is still responsible if you return it. They still have to give you back your deposit and they also still have to recycle it. So even if the container breaks, basically it's creating like a circular economy that these containers that are like glass or aluminum or whatever have to be fully recyclable back into the that container um, in order to be eligible for the program. And so that idea of the circular economy of this packaging, I think is just like really, really, really cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great dessert. Was that, was that also your dessert? Um, You know what? It... It it was. <laughs> I mean, I kind of. I mean, I kind of have. Like, I've got some other things going on. Okay, what's your wine and cheese dessert? 
Okay, so my wine and cheese and dessert are going to be in like a little bit of a different order. So I know last time... Last time we talked, my wine, I talked about my eyelash curler. Oh, yeah. And yeah, basically how I had this like worn out silicone piece that was like disgusting and (laughs) non-functional anymore. Um, Anyways, and so I had been looking into getting... I had basically just been whining about this, but I hadn't actually done anything about it at that point. Um, And so now I actually... I, I. went online. You can get replacements for it. They're pretty hard to find. And this, you know, it, that's, I guess that can be my dessert is that I did get a replacement. Um, and I did get, you know, a couple of them. One of the downsides is that like, I think they're more so created. I mean, they're these tiny little silicone pieces. So I don't think that they're particularly expensive. <laughs> and so the smallest amount that I could buy in a package was five together. Because they're like, <laughs> the other options were like, do you want 300 silicone eyelash curler replacements? And I'm like, no, I definitely don't. Dang, but, this must be like directed at beauticians and stuff that do it for a living. Right? Well, and then I was like, oh, there must be some sort of like beauty store in Edmonton or something local that I can find these at. And I could not find anything. Like, it, it's really hard to find these products. Really hard to find locally. Yeah, really hard to find locally. So I couldn't find anything from any like beauty stores that I know in Edmonton. I looked like I wasn't able to find any products. So I like I did get some. So that's my dessert is that I got a replacement and I got five, which will probably last me a lifetime. But I had to order them from Amazon. The dreaded Amazon. Yeah. And so it does hurt my soul a little bit that I supported Amazon. So, if you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, Emily, you should have bought it from here. Like, just send me a message. Let me know. Because if I never have to buy anything from Amazon ever again, I will be a happy gal. But anyways, so <laughs> my cheese is more so about Amazon because we all know how I feel about Amazon. And so, okay, so I asked my partner why they kept whispering around the house. Why? And they said, <laughs> oh it's it's for my safety can't be too careful and then he laughed and i laughed and then our amazon echo laughed i just hate that idea of like listening devices and how it's linked to marketing and ugh. anyways <laughs> so that's my cheese amazon's like always listening to us no <laughs> <laughs> kind of. maybe that's a bad joke <laughs> <laughs> except that i'm laughing so hard now you're like, okay, now I get it. Also, I just feel like I have a distasteful tone when I when I talk about Amazon. So I have a hard time like making jokes about it's like how you much can't I hate say Amazon. it without this like accent of disgust like disdain. On your <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Anyways, so I mean, that's that's my wine, cheese, and dessert. Basically, I I got what I needed. I had to buy it from Amazon, but I still got what I needed. So. I can't complain too much. And I was very glad that I didn't have to buy an entirely new eyelash curler because that would have been just even more annoying because then I would have had to get rid of my other one. Anyways. Well, I'm happy (laughs) that your eyelash curler can live on. Yes. Yes, it can live on. Okay. Well, thank you guys all so much for listening. Speaking of listeners, we got listener mail. Oh, (gasps) oh my goodness. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we got listener mail. So, which is so exciting. Anne sent us an email, and I mm-hmm. won't get too into the details because she gave us her uh, the nitty-gritty on her experience with periods and being low-waste. Mm-hmm. So without 
getting too personal in her experience. I won't go into too much detail. But she Mm -hmm. did recommend Revel as a Canadian brand of period underwear. Yeah, and they had a lot of, uh, like, inclusive sizes, right, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were for kind of all bodies, which is really, really cool to hear about from a Canadian company. So that's R-E-V-O-L. So if anyone Mm. wants to check them out, please do. Very cool. And she also says, love the podcast. So thanks, Anne. We love hearing from you. you. Thank you so much for writing into us and answering our questions about period underwear because, like, yeah, now I'm probably going to go get a pair because I'm really curious about them and... I have a personal testimony from Anne that they work well, so... And I got a Nixit. That's what I need. <laughs> so yes, we're which, both going to have a new adventure on our next round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for my next period. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, while we're at it, we might as well thank Change Toothpaste as well. We had talked about them. Biz kind of gave me like a variety pack, I guess, of some mixed ones. And I got another Spearmint one the other day. Nice. Um, That was a nice surprise. But yeah, so thanks to them for supporting our podcast and basically covering the cost of our podcast so that Biz and I can volunteer. We absolutely love that. And if you guys have any feedback for us um, on the podcast, definitely send us an email. We love your listener feedback. Becominglesspod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at becominglesspod. Or go to becominglesspod.podbean.com for all the ways to connect and listen and to donate to support waste reduction efforts here in Edmonton, Alberta. We hope to have you back next time. Every day we can be a little less than we were yesterday. Oh, I'm so excited about Loop!